0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry Moten. September is when we celebrate our fifth anniversary of Abundant Life Worship Center, and today we feature the final message from that series by Dr. Ron Cooley, who is pastor of Restoration of Souls Ministries located in Fairfield, California. The title of his message today is Unity in the Church. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the broadcast.
1: I told the Lord, I said, wherever, whatever door you open, uh, I'll preach it. And uh, the word is uh, unity in the house. Unity in the house. Can you say that with me? Unity in the house. And we want to look at it from two perspectives, not only as a conglomerate here, as a unit here. But individually, because we have to examine ourselves, amen. amen. And I, I had the uh, the pleasure of being in part of this ministry last month or so, and participating and uh, being in the uh, leadership meetings and coming out to rehearsals and uh, just getting a bird's eye view of what's going on around here. Amen. <laughs> amen. amen. Really, and. Uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm excited about what God is doing. You're in your fifth year. Five is the number of grace. So whatever God has called you to do, you have the grace to do it. Make no mistakes about it. Whatever God has placed in your heart to do, as far as this ministry is concerned, You have the grace. Everybody say, I have the grace grace to do it. it. So you're without excuse. You have the grace to accomplish the vision that God has placed in the heart of this set people here. You have the grace to do it. And what we want to do this morning is stabilize the body. So you stay focused. It's very easy to get distracted. Very easy to lose your focus. And we want you to stay for. Everything I've heard confirms the very fact that God's hand is upon this ministry. Amen. Everything I've heard, everything I've seen lets me know that God or you have the favor of God. amen. And hopefully I'll impart some, some, some words of wisdom. Uh, I was, uh, that the commercial I was talking about the other night. Uh, I've, I've seen a few, I've, I've done a few things. Is that how it goes? No, oh, it's farmers. Is it farmers? We know a few things? Because we've seen it. Yeah. Well, I know a few things. Because I've seen a few things. And some of the stuff I've seen, you really don't even want to hear about but I know a few things because of what I've seen. Amen? Amen. And uh, I'll, I'll share some things. Uh, but first of all, is it okay I ju- if I just kind of just allow the Holy Spirit? I got my notes. Amen. Amen. But I just want to speak from my heart. Yeah. See, because you're in my heart and, and you're in the heart of God and I just want to speak from all, impart unto you what God has given me to share with this body. Okay. A few tidbits to help you excel, to get where you're trying to go. How many here? Let me just see the hands of those of you. You are a part of this ministry. First of all. Okay. All right. So for the majority, I'm going to be speak to most of the, most of the body here, which is a good thing. Hey, Amen?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, let Amen. Let me just share with you, because sometimes uh, when we're, we're connected to ministry, and, and we see a few things happen in the course of five years. You know, like people come, people go. People come, people go. People come, people go. You've seen that. People come, people go. People come, people go. It's a part of the process. It's part of the process. So don't get disturbed. Don't get shaken up. Because people come, people go. God never done anything or did anything because you had a great amount of people to do it. (laughs) Because God loves to prove and show himself all sovereign, all powerful. Hey, didn't he? He did it for Gideon. Didn't he do it for Gideon? Gideon had 30,000, 32,000 men to fight the army. God said, That's too many. That's just too many. Because if I, if I, if I allow you to do this, you're going to take the glory for yourself. And God shares his glory with no man. So, so by humility, God said, Narrow this thing down to about 300. <laughs> And you you can only imagine what Gideon is thinking in his mind. You got these thousands of enemies coming against you. And God narrows it down to 300. So that's why you don't get shook up. Because people come and people go. God is working behind the scenes. Constructing things. The way he wants it. The way he's planned it. So. So. You know, from that 32,000 to 300, God had a plan. And he utilized that plan to show himself strong. Strong. So I don't want you to get or be in dismay because of the number of people that you have here. Okay? Because like I said, God has given you the grace to do what needs to be done. You got the grace! Tell you the story. Several years ago, when we started ministry, we kind of wanted to connect with a ministry that was flourishing, was doing things, and uh, we were introduced to Dr. Ivy you How many know who Dr. Ivy is? <coughs> and uh, we were, we went for five years. I took my team, took a delegate of people, and I wanted to not, not to mimic, but to just kind of glean, you know, and uh, because they were doing things, and. Uh, So we went for five years, and we got as much information as we could, and uh, there was one thing that stood out in in that time of just being a part of that ministry, he shared. He shared his testimony that God told him, he was predominantly, he was a Baptist church, and uh, God had changed that order, and it became spirit-filled, and speaking in tongues, and signs and wonders was just flourishing, flowing, and God told him one day to change the name of the church now you would think that wouldn't stir up such a big fuss and ruckus but it did the people got mad because God told him to change the name of the church I said God told him to change the name and they got mad out of 300 one Sunday he came to church 273 members left left him with 27 members People argue over the stupidest thing. And split a church. 273 walked out. Left them with 27. Can you imagine that? (laughs) (laughs) TDJ says it like this. If, If people can just up and leave you, uproot from you, come on. let them go because it was never connected to your vision anyway. Let them go! Amen. Understand that, abundant life. Amen. If people can just uproot, just leave you. Hey, as a pastor, man, it, it amazes me, you know, because people, they come up to you, they tell you, you know, it's like, pastor, I'm with you. <laughs> God sent me here. I'm, I'm here. I'm all in. <laughs> You got, I, I got your back, and that's all you see walking, running down the street is their back gone.
2: <laughs>
1: it's amazing to me. I told you, I've seen some things, y'all. I have seen some, and people, you know, it just—I I look at them now. Okay, pass on with you, you know. you're right. You know, the first little thing come along, you gone. Yeah, you said too much. You know, you should have came and just made yourself little and sit around and just, you know, participate. But don't, don't come try to blow yourself up. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. People are amazing. They are, you know. If, if you really want to learn people, be a pastor.
2: <laughs> really.
1: If you really want to know people, be a Pastor. But even in that you'd have to be crazy. Plum loco. So I used to tell people all the time, this spot here, it looks good. So somebody it looks good. This is where I want to be. This is where you want. You don't want this. Amen. <laughs> you really don't want this. It's just in your mind, you know, because it I don't know, it looks glamorous. I don't know what's I mean it looks nice, but you don't want that. So, get that off your mind. Just, just, you know, I can do it better than the pastor can do it. And, you know, you, you're dealing with all of that, you know, in your mind. You know, that's the enemy throwing darts. Just throwing darts at you. You know, you think you can do it better. You don't want it. Come on, tell the Lord right now, Lord, I don't want it. 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 Don't want it. Don't want it. Praise the Lord.
2: Praise
1: the Lord. Yeah. <coughs> So to this day, that ministry houses about 30,000 people. He took that ministry and took what he had left. And he began to pour and sow into those lives. And for these few weeks I've been here, that's what I've seen you guys do. I've seen you pour your heart and your soul into your people. So, which tells me you are not only a candidate, but you have been destined to fulfill the call and the vision that God has placed on your lives. Amen. It will happen. As long as you stay focused on what the plan is and not get distracted. See, early on in my ministry, I got distracted. I did. I'll you know, be the first to tell you I just got strapped to, put too much responsibility in the people's hands. Yeah. And that's why you have to, it's not that you know, they're mean and they want to do everything. It's just they have to guard the space Amen. that God has given them Amen. with diligence, with responsibility. Amen. You put the wrong person in, it'll mess up. Amen. 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 And that's why as as members of this body, you have to guard. You have to guard your leadership. Yeah. You have to guard it with much prayer. Much prayer. Much prayer. And you can't tell yourself that I cannot do what God has called you to do. Because you'll limit yourself in terms of fulfilling the plan and purpose that God has placed, not only on you, but for this ministry. You're not here just by chance. Not by happenstance. God ordained that you would be here, in this place, for this time, for this season. To do the will of God. Yeah because everything that God does has a purpose you weren't born you weren't born just to be born I don't care how you got here you might have got here by mistake (laughs) you know what I'm saying yeah there are situations that was designed and you know regulated because two people got married but there's some things just fell out the pot amen Amen. I'm one of them people. I am. Uh, I'm not here by plan, man. Per se, you know. I got here on an accident, but I'm here.
2: Amen. Amen. And God had purpose. Amen.
1: For me, while I was here by accident.
2: <laughs>
1: Amen. Amen. God will use the least of you who think that you're here by accident. You're not. You have a purpose. You have a purpose, people. Let me make you understand it. You have a purpose. Come on, Jesus. I have have a purpose. purpose. Jeremiah says it like this. Before you were formed, Before you were formed in the belly, And before you come out the womb. Before you saw the day, the light of day. I knew you. (laughs) Amen. Before you saw the light of day. I knew you. You got to pause and think on that. Amen. Amen. And through all of the stuff that I went through, God could see the better end of my journey. Just like he sees the better end of your journey. And after after all of the crazy stuff you went through, and I went through some crazy stuff, y'all. Amen! Amen. Y'all see me up here worshiping God because I love God. But before that, man, I was slinging drugs. I had a contract out on my life. Can you imagine me?
2: <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs>
1: Who trying to kill me? But I had a contract out on my life. Two thirty eights pointed at my head. Maybe to take me out. But God said not so. Amen. Not so. Amen. When you have purpose. God will withstand, or withstand the, the enemy's attacks on your life, yes. and that's why you went through such a, a rough time, you know. But you are here now. Yes. Yes. God brought you through,
2: Amen.
1: Yes. and now you're here to fulfill yes. the complete and total plan. He had to take you through some rough places. He had to go through some rough places. Amen. We've all been through some rough places. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Some had some rough, rough journey. Amen. Amen. I mean, smoking. I mean, sometimes I'd be so high I didn't know. I didn't know if left was right or right was left, or you know, you don't even know why you are here in the earth, but you are just messed up. And y'all been through that. Some of y'all been through that. Don't look at me like I'm somebody that dropped out of school. (laughs) (laughs) But you know something? God will use you. He'll use you. That's how awesome God is. Yeah. You know, I just like to. I'm a very transparent person. I like to keep it plain and real. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, mean, I didn't go to. I didn't go to theology school. that you know, I mean, I. You know, I. I've learned about exegesis and hermeneutics and all that. But I get lost. I was trying to use a uh, iPad. <laughs> preach from. And I just, I couldn't do it. If I couldn't keep the screen on. It would lose its place. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, you know, connect to the 21st century. <coughs> I just got lost. I just, I just, it wasn't me. It just wasn't me. Amen. 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 I, just, I like to come from the, from the hip. I just like to let you know that God is a faithful God. Yes. And whatever God has planted in your hearts to do, by setting you here in this ministry, you have the God-given ability to do what God has called you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Go to Ephesians. Ephesians uh, four. I'm a advocate for unity. Amen. I believe that the the uh, if anybody ought to display the uh, the unity of God, I'm I'm good. Is the people of God. Amen. 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 And uh, I love it when the people of God can come together and embrace, regardless of our denominations. Our differencing, our worship differences, and you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. The the word says it like this men will see our good works and give glory to the Father which is in heaven. Give glory to God.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. People will see how you're conducting yourself with one another. You know, and that's what draws, he said with loving kindness have I drawn. That's what draws people. Amen. Amen. to your environment. It's the love. I, I work in a place that you know, I know God sent me there and uh, uh, it's, it's a challenging place to be in because um, the majority if not all don't believe in God from a different religion and, uh, and you're in that environment and you're just cursing all day long, just all day long. It just wears on your spirit, you know. And I'll be trying to tell God, I, I need, I got to get out of this. <laughs> but I'm on assignment.
2: Amen. Yes.
1: And you, you got to understand when you're on assignment, you can't get out of everything you want to get out of. Well. You got to fulfill the plan and the purpose that God has placed on your life. But I see some results because. They're watching my life. I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't take a big Bible or I wear a big cross. I just go in there and be me and do me. They know what I stand for. I'm, I'm in the car business now. You know, he said, my boss told me, he said, I can't, you can't be a salesman. You're too
2: honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're too honest. and You cannot be a salesman because you're too honest. That's right. If something's wrong with that car, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know, they, they, I don't know if they've lost a lot of sales, but they, I know one thing, they got me out of that spot real quick. <laughs> Amen. Because you have to live a life before people Okay. that Turns them or calls them to see a God that we're talking about. Not so much what you say. It's what you do. People all day long say I'm a Christian and curse like the devil. I've seen it. And I've had, we've had Christians come into the dealership. And I tell you, let me tell you. (laughs) By the time they get through cursing and arguing over 30 cents it's a bad representation it's a bad witness it is you know they it just come into a passage you know because they know me Dr. Ryan how you doing man? And so they think because they know me you know they're going to get some type of uh, <laughs> yeah yeah and uh they just, it just, it just, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how they conduct themselves. You know. But that's what people do when they really don't have connection with God to the extent that the word will transform you. It will change you. That word in you. you know. Rather than just going through emotion and just having religion. You know, religion is just man's way to God. That's all. They're just trying to find God through some kind of form of worshiping. You know. But we're the true believers that gird themselves with truth. Because truth is what gets you where you got to go.
2: Amen.
1: Truth. Everybody say truth. Ephesians, chapter 4. Now, chapter 4 presents principles for the believer's conduct in the world. We're going to look at some principles, okay? So how we can conduct ourselves, and they understand this. Principles without application is useless. What's the purpose of obtaining principles how to do something and you don't do it? Get it? You got to apply what you've learned to what you're dealing with. Amen? Amen? So, Paul says it like this, I therefore, the prisoners of the Lord, beseech you to walk Worthy of the calling or your vocation with which you were called. Walk worthy of it because you've been called. With, here's the attitude of the heart. He says, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering. Everybody say, long suffering. Gotta have some long suffering. Bearing with one another in what? Love. Endeavoring to do what? Keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Rodney Allen, can we just all get along? can we just all get (laughs) along? There is one body and one spirit... Just as you were called in one hope of calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. He's in you all. One faith, one Lord, one baptism. He's in you all. Now, the message Bible reads like this. He says, In light of all this, here's what I want you to do while I'm locked up here. Paul was locked up. He was in prison. A prisoner for the master. I want you to get out there and walk. He says, better yet, run. On the road, God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. There's work to do. Don't want you sitting around on your hands. You know, that's what most Christians do. They come and just sit and obtain a space. You know, sing a little bit, shout a little bit. That's it. That is it. But Ecclesiastics, I believe it's 9, 10, says whatever your hand, to do do it with all your might everything whatever your hand find to do do it with all your might now I consider myself a good follower I've learned how to to in in every whatever uh, aspect of ministry in terms of um, uh, different uh, programs and Areas of worship—I've I've been some in everything, you know. I've done some in everything, and I've always done it with a spirit of excellence. Yeah. Amen. Growing up, yeah. I, I've learned that I—I I found out that God loves when you when you when you do things in the spirit of excellence. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And you do it with all your heart, and all your mind. Yeah. Amen. Because you, you have a concern for the ministry. You, know, you you realize that you're there for a purpose, and you want you know you want that ministry to, to stand out, and and that's how I've always been. I wanted to when I was well, I was in denominational church. Uh, I don't know, Peggy might remember this, but uh, I was in, in you know, went to Union Baptist, and, and when I was a kid, I I le- I, I was I learned how to usher. Yes, <laughs> that was one of my my positions in church. I learned how to usher, and I was clean. I mean. We had to wear black and white, and I put on my black suit, white shirt starched, and my tie. No, I'm serious. And uh, I was so good at it, you know. I, back, then, you know, you had this, you know, you stood it with your hand behind like this. He <laughs> had little signals, you know. You, I think you did this for a towel or something. You did this for a, for a fan or something. Y'all do that now? I mean. <laughs> But man, I held that position well, very well. So much so, I was a junior usher, and I mean, I did it so well that they made me chief junior usher. Uh, chief junior usher. Yeah, yeah. And, and let me tell you something, I, was, uh, I took that not only in ministry, but I took it in the workplace. Yeah. That same mindset, that same attitude, I took it in the worst place. When I worked, I don't know, many of you don't know, but I worked for Denny's years ago, 1968, went to work for Denny's. And I, and I started there as a busboy. I was a clean busboy. They had these orange jackets, white shirt, black tie, starch. <laughs> And and I was so proud of that job. I mean, I, I did it with all the responsibility and excellence that I had in me. I did it so well that they made me head bus boy. <laughs> they created a position, huh? Amen. Head bus boy. Shoot. Don't tell me that. I'm telling you. It's your attitude right. to whatever, toward whatever the responsibility that you have. In the church, outside of the church, in your workplace, in your home. Yeah. Head boy. Then I went from there to cook training, to head cook. And then I went into management. You understand?
2: Amen.
1: Indeed, your gift will make room for you. Ah, hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody. Yes, Lord. Amen. I feel something right there. Yes. Your gift will make room for you. Yes. Amen. It's, it's your attitude of heart. See, God has called us to be an example of his character. Yes. Of his character. We represent him. So even though we aren't Christ, we have the attributes of. Of Christ. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Everything is. In him. I can do all things. Through Christ. Which strengthens me. Never tell yourself again. I can't do it. Whatever your calling and to do. God will equip you to do it. If you have the willingness of heart to do it. Amen. Amen. In the book of John 17, I believe it is, Jesus prays a prayer for believers. Starting at verse 20, 28? 20. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they all may be one. Jesus is praying the prayer. That they may or that they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect and one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. He prayed that we would be... Some people said like this and misquoted. They'll say... Make them one. That's not what it said. Because God is not going to make you do anything against your will. He said he's praying a prayer of faith that they be one, that those believers be one. As we are one. That they be one. That we be one. One in spirit. One in love. One in forgiveness. That we be one. Because the Father is a forgiving God. The Father is a loving God. Christ it's a forgiving God. Christ is a loving God. The Holy Spirit is a living God. The Holy Spirit is a loving God. And they're all wrapped up in one. Distinct in character, but they're all one. Get it? We all have our own personalities. Our own look. There's no two people look alike. Amen. You don't have the same fingerprint, but we serve the same God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and God can impart the wisdom, the knowledge, everything that we need to fulfill the plan and purpose that God has placed us here in the earth to do. Amen. We all have the God-given ability. Amen. So I can't blame you. You can't blame me. Amen. Can't blame God. Because he's a God of no respecter of person. He's not a God of respecter of person. Uh uh-uh. And in life you try to do what you want to do, isn't that right? You you run from God. You're like Jonah. You know, God tell you to go to was it Nineveh? You take off because you know, you, you, and you want to do what you want to do. You don't want to pray for them, folks. <laughs> Take off. And, and in your plight, I mean, that's that's what we do. We we deaviate from what the plan of God is, and we do what we want to do, and we mess up. Amen. Can't tell you the times I messed up. Amen. Because I felt like I needed to do it my way get it? Amen. Because you got a talent. You got a
2: skill.
1: Man, you know, I mean, I thought I could do what I wanted to do because I had a talent. And God all the time was just wanting me to get to the place where I recognized him as being the one who blessed me with the gift to be able to utilize that gift for his service. And so I tried it my way. Everybody say my way. My Amen. way. Amen. That's what Frank Sinatra said. Like he did it his way. <laughs> the, I did. I tried it my way. I, wa- I wanted to be this great producer. Just mm-hmm. produce records. You know. Just want people just to know my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. They 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 knew my name because they read it in the paper when I got picked up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they knew my name
1: all over the paper. It was just uh, uh doing my thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And that's how how we do. We we mess up, real We just you know I just. Uh, you know I know, and sometimes you think you know better than God, but you don't. You really don't. Mm-mm. God says, "I have thoughts towards you, not to do you evil, but to do you good, to give you a future and a hope, an unexpected end. Eyes have not seen, neither ears heard, neither has it entered the heart. The things that God has prepared for those who love Him. How many love Him? You haven't even seen or thought in terms of the things that God has in store for you. For this ministry, I believe this is how awesome God is. I believe God can give you 10,000 members. No problem. You know why? Because you're on that five-talent track. Which means, if you did your demographics, you'll realize that this city is well over 100,000. Right? I lived here in the 65,000 growing up here. But I guarantee you, well over 100,000. 10% of 100,000 is what? And see, you you already have the components in place. Amen. See, a lot of things have been confirming my message mm-hmm. since I've been here. Because you already have components in place, you have an outreach. Amen. Come here, y'all! Miss a good place to shout. Uh, you you understand? You missed a good place to. Shop. Ten thousand is nothing. Amen. That is nothing. Midwest, East Coast, I mean, they do 20, 30, 40,000. No big deal. <laughs> but see, we got to get out of the box. You got to get out of that one talent mode.
2: Amen.
1: Come on, I'm helping y'all. I'm helping Amen. you. You got to get out of that one talent mode and understand that five talents is where you want to exist. Get it? Billy Preston said, nothing from nothing leaves, nothing.
2: Yes. <laughs> you gotta have something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Think about it. Did that kinda go off in your spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten thousand is nothing for God. You already got the components in place. Get it? You already got the components. Am am I helping y'all? See, one thing I didn't have when I started the ministry, I I didn't have the kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Mentorship, if you will. It kind of helped me get past some stuff. Amen. You know, I fell into a lot of stuff I shouldn't have. But I didn't have the information. Okay? Amen. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you to cut off some of this stuff.
2: Yes. Yes. <coughs> yes.
1: That's right. Amos 3.3 says, Can two walk together except they agree message bible says do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place come on it's impossible for me to link hand with you you going right and I'm going left we're going nowhere Quick, fast, in a hurry—no yeah. way. Yeah. There has to be agreement, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah, sir. It doesn't matter. This is what you got to understand. God is a God of perfectness. Yeah. Everything He does yeah. is perfect. Yeah. He makes no mistake. Yeah, Get it? So he's always, he always calls people to lead and then there's those who will follow. But it's <laughs> challenging for people to follow when they have a leadership mentality. Mm-hmm. The problem is that you may have a leadership mentality but it wasn't scheduled for here. <laughs> you you got to understand that because what, co- what, what comes into play now is a spirit of humility. You humble yourself. I was at a rehearsal this weekend i mean if the, the the rehearsal was was going good, and the uh, person that was directing the rehearsal was was doing a great job and, uh, and these other musicians they hadn't been there in the four rehearsals that we yeah you know, <laughs> hadn't been there. <laughs> They ain't been there. Whatever, whatever reason they ain't been there. They come in, when they did finally come in, they had this takeover mentality. No respect to the person that had been conducting. No respect. Because you got a gift. Hoop de do.
2: <laughs>
1: no, I'm serious. You you know, and see, I, I've learned I've learned how to just kind of let people do what they got to do. I ain't gonna argue with, you I ain't gonna fight with you. When I was young, coming up and playing, you know, I was I was doing fairly well. I had it pretty pretty much down, and you know, and everybody was trying to, you know, they come up and push me out the way, because they want to be seen. It's okay, you know, your gift would make room for you. Amen. Amen. Good for me. Yeah. So you got those kind of people. You know, I want to take over. Yeah. <laughs> some of y'all know some of them kind of folks, huh? That's why y'all are laughing. I want to take over. Uh-uh. He says he gives grace to who? The humble. But he resists who? The proud. So let me give you some caveat. let me, let me, the things that will hinder and distract you from doing what you've been called to do, individually and as a body of people, it's wrapped up in this chapter, because what it deals with is your flesh. Proverbs 6 verses 16 through 19. And we're going to deal with some things and we're going to point these things out. That if you're not careful it will control you and cause you to miss out. Paul said daily I buffet this body. I bring it under subjection. <laughs> You've you, you got, you got to really bring this body under subjection. Casting down every imagination that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And bring it into captivity. Every thought. Every thought. To who? To the obedience. See, the enemy will throw jars, you, you know, you'll think something, you'll think some crazy stuff. You know, stuff that's just not good for you to be thinking about. Yeah. You know, and you gotta know how to snatch that out. you know, I mean, I do that even now. I get a crazy thought in my head. I have to bring that thing under subjection real quick. Amen. 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 You gotta know how to fight, you gotta wanna fight. Right. Amen. 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 Some people like places of misery and you're like <laughs> tormenting yourself amen <laughs> hey you, you got to know how to you, you got to know what to do what you got you got you to know what to do amen. you got to know what to do amen. Hey man.
2: amen
1: I've been married 37 years I know what to do amen.
2: know
1: what to do yeah Here's a little short story. I was uh, looking for my uh, daughter-in-law one, uh, one day and got lost. over at Islamic College, got lost, and so <laughs> I walked in the wrong building. And when I walked in, it was this fine, fine, fine. And I say fine, I me mean fine.
2: <laughs>
1: and she was sitting there, and when I walked in. She had a LADE crossed, right? And all this is short. And I felt the heat.
2: <laughs>
1: the heat. I'm serious. And she said, can I help you? I said, no. I was like Joseph. I literally ran out the building. The first thing I did, you know what the first thing I did? I went and called her. I said, "Babe, you going to pray."
2: <laughs>
1: see, see, s- some of you brothers wouldn't did that, y'all. I have a son. I mean, he likes stuff like that. He just he like getting close to the edge.
2: <laughs>
1: I, ain't, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't play that. I, ain't, I just, I ain't doing it. <laughs> amen I'm helping some of y'all all right.
2: <coughs>
1: Yeah, you, you got to know you got to know what you're empowered to do with you what you're empowered to do with you amen you, everybody want to use the power for somebody else what about you you got to turn that thing around amen And work it in you. Because if it works in you, it'll work on somebody else, okay? (laughs) Proverbs 6, are you there? I'm almost through. You getting anything out of this? Proverbs 6, verse 16 through 19. Here we go. These six things. The Lord. Everybody say the the Lord. The Lord hates Yes, seven are an abomination to him. What is an abomination? A thing that causes disgust. Or hatred. A thing that causes disgust. Disgust is God. Number one is... A proud look. A proud look, the literal is eyes of loftiness. It is the attitude, listen, that our values self and undervalues others. It overvalues self, we more than the person. The Bible says we to esteem each other. I want to esteem each other more highly than ourselves. Amen? Amen. Building each other up. God hates a proud look. We think we're better. And that's usually the conflict within a body. Because I can do it better than you can do. I'm better than you are. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And we'll rumble with that. Which causes division. You got to keep the spirit of divisions out of this element. You got to keep it out. You got to recognize it. And when you recognize it, you got to know how to get rid of it quick. That's right. Number two a lying tongue. A lying tongue is to practice deceit, falsehood, treachery, either by word or action. It is the exact opposite of truth. Opposite of truth. If you're not telling the truth, you're telling it. Deceit know, we, we, we think that we have to, in order to accomplish whatever our plans are, you know, we have to embellish things. We have to, you know, tell a lie, you know, to make it happen. You know, you can be truthful and God will honor that, Amen. even if it doesn't benefit you. Give me an example. I'm only telling about myself, that right? I was applying. I had a rental a few years ago, and I was applying for a uh, uh, refi on the house. And uh, I was trying to. I think I was eligible for like eighteen thousand. Everybody say eighteen, 18 thousand. It's a lot of money. It's money that I needed right then. And so there was one clause in the contract has said, ask the question, <laughs> will you be living in that house? Mm-hmm. I had to look at that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but under conviction mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Peggy, I could not check the box, yes. Uh Couldn't do it. I asked a couple of preachers the other day, and one asked, he said, said, man, I'd have checked that box. (laughs) (laughs) That was my conviction. I was under that conviction. Now, listen, that doesn't make me a perfect person, in the sense of being flawless. But I understand the conviction and the love of God. And I could not do it. Could have easily lied and got me eighteen thousand dollars. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I miss it. That day couldn't do it. Amen. Yeah. Some people, man, they just—I mean, they lie. I mean, it's, and here's the thing. When I was growing up, I was a good liar. <laughs> Are you kidding me? My my mom said, "Boy, I don't. I I've never seen anybody can lie like you and keep a straight face." <laughs> I, I was I was just my mom one time. She had some coins, and, you know, and I was I was hitting them coins up. That you know them. I was hitting them. Up, hitting them up. She wrote a little note. On the, on, on the jaw thou shalt not steal?
2: <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Then I turned around and reversed and said, thou shalt not tempt me either. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a
1: little sideboard yeah. <laughs> there. My number three? Number three. Hands, hands, everybody say hands. Hands Hands that shed innocent blood. The definition of shedding innocent blood in reference to this scripture is to murder someone who has no blame. To murder someone. How many times have I seen that done? To assassinate, to murder someone who has no blame. Fascinate someone's character. Simply because you don't like them. And that will destroy seeing people leave ministry because someone murdered them. Their mouth. Yeah. And we're not able to recognize Jesus when you when you hurt one of these little ones. You're messing with me. (laughs) You're messing with me. Hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, a heart that devises wicked plans. The heart is most often connected to our will. Therefore, a heart that devises wicked schemes, is the same thing as a person who engages in premeditated disobedience premeditated disobedience you know what the words are but you're going to do what you want to do anyway and not only are you going to do it but you're going to plan it How how to do it <laughs> you know ain't no need to ask God to cover you, protect you you've already made up in your mind this is what I'm going to do I'm just gonna violate the word, disobey the word, you know, because you think that your uh, your sacrifice is bigger than obedience and it's not. And because you go to church and you sing in the choir, you're on the usher board, whatever you do, you know, you think it gives you the privilege to do what you want to do. It's not like that. We're subject to God and the authority of God's rule. He rules, he reigns. Amen? Number five? Number number six, right? Five. Okay. Feet that are swift and running to evil. It's not just the heart that conceives evil that the Lord hates. He also hates the feet of those who carry out the evil. Man, there are people that just love to see mess. They just love it. They bask in it. They like to keep stuff stirred up. Hey man, You know how you used to run to a good fight?
2: <laughs>
1: That's how believers are. I mean, they just love it. They, they want to see a good fight. They want to keep mess going. Hey, man, they just drop everything and run to the fight. This, this kind of element of heart you have to erase. Get it out of you. It's there. Amen?
2: Amen.
1: Number six, a false witness who speaks lies. A person who deliberately gives a false testimony. This includes someone who acts as a witness who twists or perverts, misrepresents the truth, which is closely related to someone fabricates an accusation again it's the whole premise of lying you know making up stuff you know to satisfy you because you might have an art against someone yeah rather than doing what the scripture says if you think your brother has art against you you go to that one right amen, amen. go to that one yeah, you, you learn how to, you know how to engage yourself in God's truth. You know, because it's a part of you. The word is, what, 90, it's, it's even in 90, it's in you. See, that's why it's so important that you just don't, don't, don't sugarcoat the word. But you make that word applicable to your life. Use it. That's why it's there, the principles are there. I have to use them all the time. I have to use it on my job. I have to use it in my home, in my marriage, in my marriage, in my marriage. Yes. Gotta <laughs> use the word? Serious, y'all. Your biggest, my, my first, first start of ministry, I had five marriages headed for divorce court. Now, if anything is any more traumatic than that, at least leadership, Five of my leadership marriages were headed for divorce court. So which meant then you know, we had to pray, we had to pray, we had to pray, we had to counsel, we had to pray, we had to counsel. God brought them through it, but that was, a, that was a terrible time. That was a real troublesome time. And you'll have moments where you have to pray. You have to pray. Because the enemy will use anything, anybody, to bring about a distraction. Get it? Amen. Amen. Number seven, and one who sows discord among brethren. Now this is the seventh one. This is the one that he really hates. He that sows discord among brethren. Some people are not satisfied with the way things are. They want people to change. But they go about it the wrong way. They are missing the love for their brethren. Gossiping, bearing, talking about other people. This is an area that you have to really be careful of. Anything will destroy a ministry it will be this area right here. Amen. Sowing discord, and I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Because you know you don't agree. You know uh, your uncle used to say we can disagree, but we don't have to be disagreeable. We had to fall out. You know, I mean that's good diplomacy. We can sit down and just talk about something. I I don't really, but I'm not gonna fall out with you. You Really get it. And so, uh, but man, you, you got people that just, you know, just love to just fight you. Just fight you. Simply because you don't agree. You know, you know, the best remedy for not agreeing with something is to get away from it. Right? Just get away from it. Get away. <laughs> I noticed uh, when I was attending your leadership meetings there was one area particularly that you kept kept mentioning and it had to do with uh, time time everybody say time time let me tell you something about time terms of people getting where they're supposed to be on time as it relates to ministry. It's a condition of the heart and the mind whether you're going to be there when you're asked to be there on time. Because here it is, this is the thing about people. It doesn't matter what time you start a service. People are still going to be late. Right.
2: <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter. You, this ministry, you can start this ministry at two o'clock. Your service, people will still be late. It's a mind condition. Your heart. Y'all know what? Y'all know what I'm telling you the truth, yes. Check this out. But you will be on that job on time tomorrow morning. It's how we regard the things of God. Now, I'm going to do like T.D. Can I go deeper? Can I go deeper? <laughs> I condition myself because of the love for the ministry to always be on time. Always done it. Service will start at nine, but I'm there at eight. Because I want nothing to hinder the distract. Worship. But you know, if a sound person, if he came right at time service start, there could be bugs all in that system. And I'm not talking about physical bugs, but something just went wrong electronic-wise. Amen. And so now we've got to wait for that situation to get straightened
2: out.
1: <laughs> it's important that you understand the value of time with God. It's important. Because it's your conduct towards Him that He's Looking at how much do you love him? Are you willing to get up early enough to get dressed, to get here on time? Say amen, Dr. Gert Are you willing amen. to do
2: that?
1: Amen. <laughs> I'm serious. Amen. It's important, people. See, here's the thing. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things. (laughs) Really, the little things. See, we're we're always, it's like, uh, was it Elijah? We're we're always looking for God in the thunder. Looking for God in the the lightning. But it's that still small voice It's still small but it's the little things that we're talking about now that pleases God that he shows up in our world of ministry the little things that he's concerned about you know not so much because you, you know you want to prophesy you want to have a big word for today You don't know, want to lay hands on the folks, you want to see them fall out, straddle on the floor. All over the floor. <laughs> that's, that's, that's God. You see God in that, right? Yeah, we see God in that. But you'll walk right past a piece of paper on the floor. Uh-oh. and won't even pick it up. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm hitting you where, where you live. I know that. I know that because it got too quiet in here. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. when I was at Revival Center I mean there are things that I did that Pastor Nutt don't even know I did every time y'all would come I would, I would be on that marquee the sign would be crooked and I'd get up there because I'm there on time and fix that sign over right there because it represented the or oh, the gutter would be done. I get down and I and I sweep the gutter. Yeah, yeah. Sweep the gutter. To this day you probably even know I did it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Get it. Because I recognize the leadership.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: People of God recognize your leadership. They're worthy of double honor. Yeah, I won't take the time, but I was man, I was so impressed your your program last night. I was reading your thanks that you gave to your people for everything. I mean, if you if you, if you got copy, just this because this is what this is what represents the 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 five talent experience that you're experiencing. Because they listen a number of things in here, giving thanks or you know you, you mop the floors or you, you, know, you set up a chair, you move the chair, you, you know, recognizing your contribution to this ministry. And sometimes we, we, we miss it. People? because you listen if you listen to the enemy, he'll tell you, they ain't thinking about you. they don't love you." Hey, you got to recognize that and tell that flat foot devil you are a liar. <laughs> he never told the truth. Why do you want to believe him now?
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: Come on. Never told the truth. Amen. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Yeah. People, you're on your way. If you can embrace the principles of what we're teaching today. Not only what I'm teaching, but what you've heard, what they've sold into you. You take that word, you, know, you you'll make, There'll be some, some, some errors there. What I call the three-hole syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, you'll 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 fall in that hole. Okay, and uh, you might do it repeatedly. But but I tell you what, what what Paul is talking about. He's talking about a place of maturity. Okay, that word perfection. it, it's a word, it means mature. Grow up. Don't mean that you're flawless, but grow up. So quit falling in that same hole. At least move on from that hole, find another hole. Of a different caliber, get it? Don't keep falling in that same hole, making the same mistakes. Grow up, that's what he said. Grow up. Then move on. Because life's what life is about, it's about experiences, right? Experiences. It's about excelling. I, say, I often say the only bad mistake is one that you don't learn from. Yeah. One you don't learn from. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Let me read this and I'm through. Romans 8, verse 5 and 6. Are you there? Here we go. Romans 8, verses 5 to 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh, those who are in the flesh, those who are in the flesh can not please God. It just won't happen. So these things, these seven things that we just talked about, they're operated by an act of the flesh. The Romans 12 said, "There is therefore now where's it the eight? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who walk. Come on, help me. Who incredible? Walk not after the, but after the. Okay. So what are you after? Flesh or the spirit? That's my question. If, if you walk after the spirit, you won't fulfill the deeds of the flesh." It? And so when these things come at you, you'll be able to identify okay, and put it to naught. Put it to naught. Amen. Amen? Give the Lord some praise. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you for listening. That was Dr. Ron Cooley, and the title of today's message was Unity in the House. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, we invite you to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. On our website, you're going to find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and we're excited to have you take a look and see what you find. You'll also find other messages that may be of interest to you. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. You can also find us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you and hearing you on our next podcast. And until then, remember that Jesus came to give you life, and that more abundantly.